Welcome to the Dynasty Time Podcast Week 6 Recap Edition. Uh, we're going to start off a little differently this week as we had some sad news. Uh, Bobby Wells, our Bobby FC owner, his father passed away on Saturday uh, fairly suddenly. And so I wanted to send out our condolences from the whole league uh, to Bobby and his family. Uh, personally, I knew Bobby's father, Steve, uh, pretty well growing up, uh, mostly just because we were we were good friends, so I was always around their house and all that stuff. He was also my little league coach for many years as he would draft both of us together. Um, we were the Cardinals most of the time, uh, and he was just someone who, you know, I got to know pretty well, and he was someone I looked up to pretty big um, growing up, and so super sad news. Uh, a complete shock to me, um, and I'm sure to others as well. Um, but I wanted to send my condolences to Bobby and uh, his mom, Jamie, his brother, Jessica, his sister, and the whole Wells family. Um, and just know that we're we're thinking and praying for you and your family as you go through this time. So, on that note, Dan. How's it going? Hey, how's it going this week? Very, very, very sorry to hear the news about Bobby's dad. Bobby, thoughts and prayers go to you and your family. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll catch up here soon. But take care, and we'll we'll uh, we'll be in touch. Sounds good. And as usual, we have a new guests this week once again. And this week we have primetime owner owner, not Austin, in the house. Paul, how's it going? Hey, good guys. How are you? You know, pretty good. Last night wasn't ideal. We have a Packers. How do you feel about the game last night? Yes, that's right. I am a Packer fan. Dan's making me talk about this. I'm a a fan of the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. Um, They played the sad sack Detroit Lions last night and won – convincingly and uh, non-controversial fashion and we should all just accept the win and uh, move along i think <laughs> wow so, perfect that sounds great yeah it's, it's, i mean it's tough i i right off bad. i think uh, uh I, like i told you scott i think i texted or tweeted or something it felt like a Madden game at the beginning. The Packers looked like they were going to do everything wrong, like the game when you play Madden and the computer just attempts to beat you. Uh, the Packers, I think, went three and out. The Lions had a flea flicker that worked. Uh, the Packers then fumbled inside the 20 when they were driving in to score. So it looked like everything was going wrong. Very happy with the result. I did say that the AI logic was going to pick up at the end, and it certainly did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was so angry last night. I'm kind of over it, I guess. I but mean, as someone who's remember. a Vikings fan who dislikes both teams, I was appalled at the refereeing, the officiating, not only in that game, but I think that just epitomizes like the whole season thus far. I think I saw a stat today yeah. just with num- you know numbers of number of penalties per game and penalty yards per game has – increased pretty significantly over the last five, 10 years. And this is the highest we've ever had. And I think that game, just, the NFL just, sucks. yeah, it just kind of speaks to that. I just, I don't understand. <laughs> like I get that officiating is a challenge 
but we also have replays from eight angles on every single play. So the fact that we can't get this right is actually sort of depressing because it's like, why even watch if every game is going to come down to these, I mean, very obvious missed calls. And I know one of the, one of the calls, I guess there was an angle that he kind of grazed the face mask, but then also (laughs) on the last one, not only did Flowers not touch Bakhtiari's face mask, but Bakhtiari grabbed Flowers face mask. So I just, I mean, it's just like, what's the point here? Mm -hmm. And if we're going to allow these pass interference challenges, which is highly subjective, why not allow a challenge for something like a face mask, which is actually less subjective than pass interference. So I just, I was getting pissed just about why did we even allow (laughs) pass interference to be challenged when it's so subjective, when there's so many other issues. I don't know. I was just fucking pissed. Yeah. I'm usually anti-review, but oh boy, when it's that obvious, it's tough to take. It's not just the lines, the whole, there's too many of these. We're always talking about the refs. The NFL sucks. I don't know. It even had me watching soccer today. So you're welcome. Yeah. Logan's going to be all over that. The growth of soccer in this country, it's happening. Thanks, NFL. I mean, I don't have to worry about the refs. I just watch them play the game. Anyway, Paul is here, and he joined us a couple of years ago. Uh, not everyone knows Paul, though, so you want to introduce yourself? Uh, just, you know, the standard minute or sure. so. So uh, my name is Paul King. I know Scott from college. We lived in a dorm together and then lived uh, in a house on campus at the end of college. Um, we both live in Chicago. I moved here a little before he did, I think. I got here in 2013. I'm a lawyer. I do um, civil litigation, trials, arbitrations, uh, all kinds of stuff. If you get in a car accident, call me and we can figure that out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I like football so it uh, made sense to be in this league I think you're forgetting the most important part as most people tend to do uh, you had a new addition to the family recently oh yes I didn't I know if we wanted to do the personal <laughs> stuff so I'm married and I just had a daughter my wife had a daughter and I was uh, in June so she is uh, her name's Madeline and she's just about four months old, almost four months old. Look at that. This league is just really growing up. I just, you know, I can't even believe it. Uh, one owner at a time. This was my first uh, fantasy sports draft with a kid. So it was. Yeah. How well, did that go? Do I have something to look forward to? Yeah. You have to try to time things out. Uh, it can be tough. Basically what all this means now that, more I think like half the league or maybe more has children uh is next year yeah you commit to the draft in August of next year but all shit's gonna hit the fan you know a week before and you know half of us are gonna be half of us are gonna be wavering on the commitment so <laughs> we'll see how that plays out maybe that's why it's probably a good idea to do it within driving distance for most of us but maybe we'll get to that later I feel good about it. Uh, Awesome. Well, we're glad Paul is here. We're going to do a quick recap of week that was. So let's just start with, I just go left to right on my screen. So birds of prey, Mike Squatrito coming in, 
just terrible. He was one and four. He comes in and beats Green Hell. The podcast jinx is real. In a terrible game, 194. Uh, yeah. Any concerns about Green Hell after this? Major week? concerns. Jared Goff, 1.9 points. What? <laughs> yeah, he lost with Stefan Diggs giving him 40 points. So that's not a good And I also, sign. I mean, just he started Sterling Shepard, who was r- ruled out pretty early in the week because I have him in another league and Oof. I he was able to move him to my IR early and pick up another guy. So that was a pretty big mistake when he had DK Metcalf on his bench, which would have won him the matchup. Well, you know, they have two owners there. I don't know why it wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's disappointing. But what isn't disappointing is Craig, who puts up the high score of the week, beats Logan, NWO, and is now on the top of the standings, 5-1, and one. And the top of the power rankings. I'm starting to get a little scared of Craig. He's completely dominating. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good to hear. I, Paul, Paul's not afraid, I guess. <laughs> Paul is just going <laughs> to give Craig the silent treatment. That's fine. Oh, am I supposed, I'm, to, I'm, am I supposed to jump in here? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have a strong you want. opinion about Craig's performance so far. Hold on. Let me, let me grab my uh, computer and I can react to this in real time. Keep going. I think I think the only thing I want to call out about Craig's team is that he'd be five and one if he had Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Moving yeah, on. So he's he's fine with Zeke. Yep. I mean, the only reason he's doing so well is that Kyler Murray is working out, which is weird. Great um, pick. Great pick by Kyler Murray. I mean, that's that's yeah. his best pick, I think. Great start with him. Two thirty-two is coming around at three and three now. As I lost my third straight game, we played a little bit better. Better, some players playing, but only a hundred points still. So, it got destroyed. I don't know. Our running backs need to figure it out. The Chargers need to start playing. <laughs> yeah, not a great week for you. Brian's coming on strong though. Three and three is right in it. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, Jutang Clan goes to four and two by BC City Boston. A very low scoring game. Hundred. So a little lucky for Elster uh, with the Saxons. Disappointing week. Definitely their low score of the year. And then we move on to the Misfits, who get their second win of the year over Ultimate Warriors. What I'm noticing here, Dan and Paul, the standings are starting to come together a little bit here. Because Misfits goes to 2-4, Warriors goes to 3-3. Three and three. That's not bad. You guys are all so, coming back to me. Coming back to you. To the That's right. Game out at this point, which is kind of crazy after the start. You I had. am in 12th place. But I'm one game out of third place. So, yeah. It is crazy. It is crazy. That's how this league seems to work, though. I mean, seven and six gets you in the playoffs, which I don't know. I think is actually actually pretty cool. There's not a reason to bail on the season when seven and six, I mean, is 
be good enough to get you right there at the end of the season. So I actually like when we're all kind of yeah. clumped together here and we'll see who kind of breaks out. Trade deadline coming up in a week and a half, right? So we'll have our week, I guess. That's true. Middle of week eight. That's a good point. I should probably say something about that. Yeah. This is our last <laughs> week before the trade yeah. deadline, right? No, yeah. I was I was anti the small – or the big playoff at first, but everyone kind of voted for the bigger – bigger group i kind of wanted six but eight went out and i think i think i like the eight because you're right people are in it for longer make it a little more interesting um bobby fc takes down mendez we were talking before the show dan that's maybe your worst week years i don't have the history up but yeah that was a really bad week for me a lot of low numbers lost to a team who started eight guys so that always feels really good (laughs) <laughs> my defense, the Saints were, I think, my best team. Oh, I guess Winston and, and the Saints defense had the same number of points leading the way for me there, which is never really a good sign, especially when all your wide receivers seem to put up pretty shitty weeks. So that's okay. Like I said, two and four. I'm not out of it yet. I'm going to win this week, and we'll move on. That's right, Dan. Two and four is a like- perfectly good score. There's no shame in being two and four. <laughs> We're right there. It's a great point. Um, <laughs> and we end the recap with our guest, primetime. Uh, 127, very good week. And hits, freelancers. Well, after this, this week. Yes, yeah, so... I heard there might be a podcast jinx. I don't believe in that. Uh, my team is actually, I've kind of waiver wired my way into having a decent team. I think um, my running backs seem to be coming along. I had a great week from Terry McLaurin. Who I'm 90% sure that's how you say his name. Uh, podcast favorite, Terry McLaurin. DeAndre Hopkins cannot possibly keep not putting up points. He has to start scoring points sometime soon. So better days ahead there. And I have a lot of receivers. So uh, if anyone has a spare running back, I don't think anyone does. That's one of the uh, troubles with this league. With uh, It's just hard to have enough running backs. But uh, I have plenty of wide receivers. Yeah, good. You, yeah. Had, you had three 20-ish point performers on your bench, which you don't see very often. So really, really strong week for just about your whole roster there. Yeah, so everyone, you're, you're right in it. Everyone except Geronimo Allison, I was pretty happy with. Yeah, he had a rough game. Yeah, he gets, he gets put around. Um, yeah, yeah he, yeah. he almost died, I heard, in that game. <laughs> yeah, that's... Was he the one that got hit in the head? Uh, who was the one that it was a like I'm fine with the penalty. I was glad the guy didn't get kicked out though because yes, it, was... It, it was him and he yeah. he has dropped like six balls the last two years. <laughs> it's amazing. Apparently the Packers don't need him because they have this this new guy who's like the eighth receiver stepping up who can magically catch anything. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I shall call him Lizard. As, as far as I'm concerned, his name is Lizard. L- Lizzo. I yeah. would actually, I think it's kind of confusing if you refer to them as the Packers. 
I think the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers would actually be better. But It's like uh, we care about anything before, like, 2000 at this point. Uh-huh. But that's cool. <sighs> how about, like, African 2000? Packers fans. How about, like, eight, they haven't won any championships the last eight years or whatever. Who cares? I dis- yeah. I disagree with that. The Vikings, so, Packers, and the Lions all have the same number of championships in the last, like, seven, eight years. I think so. Point. I think it's sad that you guys are grasping for that, but that's okay. I'm I'm happy to be here. I think we only have two Packers fans in the league. Is that right? Just you and Logan? And Luke. Oh, and Luke. Forgot about Luke. Luke's been quiet lately, expecting big things. He won this week, though. He did win this week. Um, All right, so that was the week. Like I said, what I'm excited about is these standings are close. Two and four. We have five teams at two and four, five teams at three and three, and then four. Um, Craig, still in good shape. Cool. Anything else on week six? We've already moved on. Doesn't sound like We've it. already moved on. All right. We moved on. So, like we talked about the trade deadline, don't forget week eight. So, that'll be next Wednesday night. Um, you know, hopefully we get a couple trades, even though we can't trade picks this year, but we'll see. I'm sure we'll get a couple out there. Um, but the topic of the year is the Superflex. So I think we want to hear Paul, Paul's thoughts on the Superflex. Uh, yeah. If he hasn't. So I can, if he's been following. Consider this opening arguments. All right. <laughs> I'll be brief. I agree with Bobby. I don't like this. Anti-Superflex. Here's why. I'll try to be a little less bombastic, but hopefully just as effective. (laughs) Um, One, we have a giant league already. I'm concerned that a Superflex would put further strain on the uh, um, availability of players in the pool. I think the waiver wire as it stands now is difficult. Um, And I think it's appropriately difficult. I don't think there should be a bunch of guys out there, but I think it would be even tougher. But the the best argument against Superflex, I think, is that you don't want to be in a situation where you have to start Luke Falk. And I worry that that could happen with the Superflex. The third argument is... uh, how to account for the scoring differences and whether we need to adjust points for touchdowns or interceptions. And I just, I I guess I, there's so many variables with what we're talking about changing that I find it difficult to figure out where exactly we're landing because we're talking about so many different things. So I, I'm against it. Um, I like it the way that we have it now. And I see no reason to change something that works. That was I guess way my... too little bombasticness. It's way too long. Damn it! <laughs> I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in because I've been a big proponent of it, and I would say that to your waiver wire point, all it I think what it does is it shifts players. So instead of having guys like Ito Smith and friggin Byron Pringle on rosters you get 
those guys back in the waiver pool and you get quarterbacks on rosters, which I would much rather be looking for the, the Kyle Allen of the week than I would the Ito Smith of the week. And that's kind of been my point this whole time is I don't think it, I actually think it might improve the waiver wire from a running back wide receiver, tight end standpoint. And it just gets quarterbacks that would be otherwise never used on rosters, which to me sounds way better than those other crappy guys that you wouldn't really want to play. So I don't know if I necessarily agree with the waiver wire piece of it. I don't think you have to worry about Luke Falk because I don't think he's on a team anymore. Correct. That's right. He was, he was <laughs> cut. So problem solved right there. Um, no, I think, well, the, the other thing I didn't mention is what's to prevent, uh, say the freelancers from start from just grabbing uh, four quarterbacks and then there's just less quarterbacks available. I mean, you might be in a situation where there just are not enough. You, you'd well, absolutely have to change the scoring settings so that uh, the Superflex quarterback that you want to start is comparable to a running back that has a good day or a, a receiver. And the other thing, it's kind of like, like the flex position now uh, as it works in traditional fantasy football, right, where the quarterback is built in guaranteed points. Because the quarterback has to throw. I mean, no matter what, unless you're the Vikings, you want to throw 12 times a game. Uh, the quarterback is going to get points. Whereas you, like, I lost in my other league because I started uh, James Washington and I needed one point and he didn't get any catches. So uh, you have to. I, I think that we'd have to adjust the scoring, and I frankly don't have the time to to figure out how that will work if somebody else so does I, it i mean I'll go yeah so scott scott is going to share that he's already done it sorry scott i know you want to jump in but scott's already done that and i think we've kind of proven that out even if you just reduce the number of yards per point from it's i think that right now it's 20 for us you go to 30 that's a pretty significant change but then also to your point quarterbacks being guaranteed points jared goff had one point this week he's he's widely considered a top 10 quarterback maybe even top five some weeks with the Rams offense Gardner Minshew starting for blue 32 who won by the way had six points. So I would say there, even within current scoring, there's a lot of variability still in the quarterback position. Uh, I had Jameis Winston this week who had like one and a half points in the first half. So while I do agree that points would have to be adjusted, I think we could pretty easily do that so that your, you know, 14 to 28 ranked quarterbacks are scoring similarly to your middle of the road running backs and wide receivers, maybe a touch better, but there's still going to be that similar decision-making process as you would with a normal flex position. Yeah. I mean, I think what's important is if freelancers wants to take four quarterbacks, one, that's, I guess his decision. I mean, we've kind of talked if we wanted to cap that, I don't, necessarily want to i think if he wants to stash two quarterbacks well that means he needed to draft them and that means his other positions suck so that's up to him um but if he does that you have to make it so that it's it doesn't totally kill you right um if you don't have that second quarterback and i think what's happening is we're overestimating how good the bad quarterbacks are 
<laughs> like to Dan's point, twenty-two to thirty right now are under eleven points. You nuke those that scoring a little bit. I mean, all those guys are six, seven points and less. Which just yeah, you can out, have a wide receiver that does the same thing. But... Just to point out the opposite of of what Dan said. Look at like Case Keenum. Case Keenum sucks in real life, but he's actually had like four good games, I think. Like between like thirteen and twenty points in traditional scoring. I don't know what he got in our league. But um yeah, so I think you have to dumb down the QB scoring a little bit for him. And but then that raises the issue of like do you want to do that? Because then it impacts your regular QB scoring too, so it's just got, it, it changes your For your sure. analysis of how you draft and how you value quarterbacks. Yeah, I think I mean I think part of the argument that I've heard from both you and Bobby is that it kind of reading into what you're saying is it would be too too obvious of a decision to start a quarterback in the super flex position, and I think that's why we all agree that reducing the scoring would make the most sense, and. You know, I guess I think today quarterbacks score probably a little bit too many points in our league than they do in other leagues. It's it's pretty slight because we've adjusted it a little bit. Um, but I think in most leagues it's one point for 25 yards. Ours is one point per 20. So there's little tweaks like that even that we'd probably consider making anyway. So uh, that's just kind of how I look at it is I'd rather – you know, I'd rather focus on the quarterbacks than any other position, like I've said before. And to your point about Case Keenum, I'd rather find the week-to-week matchup for Case Keenum or Kyle Allen or whoever than I would with a guy I literally know nothing about. Whereas I think most of us could name all 32 starting quarterbacks pretty easily right now. Yeah, and that's fair. Right. I, Good I, discussion. I Good discussion. I think we'll have more. I think eventually we have to just, you know, throw this up there. I'll probably throw together so that we stop talking about this forever. Uh, a couple proposals um, and what like the scoring actually does uh, with like the most realistic changes um, just to kind of say, Hey, here's option one. This is what it looks like. People can go look and we'll figure it out from there. Um but yeah, Paul. While we have you, so we don't go talk tonight. Anything else that you uh, you would think about that would improve the league, or that another league you know you like better? Something that they do. No, I put you on the spot. I like our league a lot. Um, one thing I would say is uh, put together some maybe some polls on these rule changes. I think that would just be just put up to a vote and uh, see how it goes. And just to, for the record, because uh, I listened to one of the old podcasts, I I was in favor of limited uh, keepers for next year. I'm fine that we're not doing that, but I did have Patrick Mahomes in like the 14th round, so <laughs> obviously I would keep Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, of all the people to say you were okay with the reset, I was surprised. He's I will say. he's my uh, Mahomey. <laughs> It's a cool thing I just made up. Made up. Totally. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, I don't feel too bad that you're going to lose Mahomes since it wasn't you that actually picked him. So yeah, that's you don't even deserve him. That's part of it. I lucked into it, but I, I did, I did uh, decide to keep him before he got good. So there is that, that is true. Yeah. Nice work. Uh, cool. Anything else? 
Nope. Good discussion. Thanks, Paul, for, for being on the podcast. Uh, I agree with your thought on the polls. We'll get some polls out there. We'll see some of Scott's numbers on the, on the quarterback scoring, and then would love to hear you and others weigh in once you kind of see that and see if that helps or changes your opinion at all um, and continue that discussion on the Slack. Great. Oh, Good I just want to, say, I want to say one other thing real quick. I play Logan this week. Uh, I'm going to crush him like a grape. Wow. Strong words. What do you have against grapes? Uh, they're just easily crushed, I suppose. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't watch kind wrestling. Kind of like Logan. Uh, Logan, wrestling is bad and soccer is worse. So let's wow. Let's go, Logan. I like it. I like this. Love the rivalry. Uh, Primetime leads the overall series fourteen to eight. So that's exciting. Primetime won last year in week thirteen. One thirty-three to sixty-seven. Wow. So you will crush him like a grape if it's anything like last year. Probably, and he has Nick Chubb on a bye, so. That is excellent. Good timing. Not good news. All right. Well, thanks, Paul, for joining us. Dan, as always, it's been a pleasure. I guess. And (laughs) (laughs) so professional here. Uh, And we will see everyone next week on the Dynasty Time podcast. Thanks, guys. Good work on the podcast. My other leagues do not have podcasts. (laughs) most leagues do not we're special